guess what, guys? There is only one place you can get a true Colorado mountain pie. It's your favorite, locally owned, legendary, unbelievably delicious pizza joint, Bojo's. The Colorado mountain pie has become a staple for not only natives, but for those who are just passing through and want to know where the best pizza in town is. Bojo's is the only answer. Bojo's dough is made fresh daily and contains locally sourced honey. You heard that right. They infuse their dough with natural sweetener, and it is to die for. There's something for everyone at Bojo's. Large, delicious mountain pies for the entire family, a huge salad bar with fresh veggies galore, Colorado beer on tap, including our personal favorite, Breck Brews, and your personal favorite sports teams playing in the background. Bojo's has private party rooms for all your holiday get-togethers or to celebrate birthdays and other large events. They have $4 happy hours in select locations along with gluten-free and plant-based options as well. There is nothing more important to Bojo's than their community, which is why they are always happy to help you raise money for your fundraising causes. Host your next fundraising event at any of their five Front Range locations. They are also offering their holiday se- this holiday season a special pint glass koozies that make great stocking stuffers and come with a $5 gift card. Check those out at their site today at bojos.com. That's bojos.com and tell them DNVR Rams sent you. On the high screen, Dorian kicked to the corner, Feirano for three. It's good with the foul! And back to throw is the quarterback and Hayward is sacked by Joey Porter. Stevens lets it go, and there's your touchdown. Michael Gallup. Got it down low. Hornung. Dunk! And here come the students. Leading by 10. Here's Van Pelt. He's at the 5. Touchdown, Colorado State. Happy holidays, guys and gals. We are back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Bojo's Pizza. Man, it's been a while. It's been, you know, almost a week. It's, it feels kind of weird to, to go this long without uh, creating some content and getting to, getting to talk with all you guys. So I am excited to be back. We're going to keep things relatively simple today. Not a whole lot happened with uh, with the holidays being this week. I hope everybody had a wonderful Christmas, if that's what they celebrate. Um, I hope you had a happy Hanukkah, if that's what you celebrate. I hope you just had a good couple of weeks, period. Uh, if you're not about the holidays, I know this can be a, a really difficult time for just so many people. Um, if you know some people that are struggling, don't you know, don't try to, don't try to change them. It doesn't help. It just makes the situation worse and overwhelming in my experience. But 
just, you know, be there for them, tell them you love them. That's all you can do. But, you know, really that's what we should be doing all the time. We should be telling the people uh, we love that we love them. And so if you, if you take anything away from this podcast, it's that, uh, it's all about the love. So make sure you, make sure you appreciate the ones around you. Make sure you tell them that you care about them because, you know, as we all know, it can all end in a hurry and yeah. I don't. I didn't really intend on starting this podcast so uh, so philosophical, but I guess that's where we're at. It's, it's where I'm at in my in my wise age as a college graduate now. Thank you, uh, thank you so much to everyone that reached out via Twitter, uh, Instagram, Facebook, email, phone calls. There were <laughs> so many people that uh, quite honestly just had really really kind things to say to me. And I very much appreciated it. It was a, a situation that for a long time I felt like I couldn't talk about publicly. I was, well, honestly, you know, I was embarrassed about my my past shortcomings. I I felt awkward about the mental health stuff. And I didn't know if it was something that I wanted to, to put out there publicly. Uh, but I decided that, you know, I'd worked my ass off over the last couple of years. And I wanted to be honest about it all. So... Thank you to everyone that uh, reached out. I really appreciate it. Thank you for the the words of encouragement and support. And, you know, just thank you to everyone in the CSU community that's been with me over the last couple of years. There were times where I was covering CSU but not actually uh, attending CSU. Uh, There were times where I was doing both. There were times where I was just a student. But after everything uh, that I went through, I I am proud to be a CSU Ram. Um, I am proud that I finished my degree and my minor. Uh, there were times where I wasn't sure if I was going to finish my degree at all, but I ended up finishing both. Uh, it was kind of a pride thing. It's really funny. Uh, at this point, like now I'm working professionally and, and, and I'm in a position where I can kind of stop focusing on school and it, and it feels weird. Cause it's like all I've, all I've ever known for the most part. Um, very odd, very, very odd. And maybe I'll do a grad program down the line. I someday would love to teach intro journalism stuff. Um, so we'll, we'll have to see how it all plays out. But I just wanted to make sure that I addressed it. And I wanted to make sure that I let all of you know just how much uh, your support does mean to me. You know, when I get those messages, sometimes I'm not able to respond to everyone. Like in, on that particular thread, you know, I got all kinds of responses. I tried to uh, at least acknowledge all of them and favorite them and and retweet some of them and, and all that. But if, and I just wanted you to know, I did see them all and I appreciate it. I've got a ton of love for all you guys. Um, So yes, I hope it's been a good holiday season. Enough of the mushy stuff. Enough of the mushy stuff. We're four minutes in getting too sentimental here. This podcast is about sports, but you know, sports and life and, and emotion, it's its all wrapped up in one. So I just wanted to at least acknowledge it because I do appreciate all of you guys and you guys are the best. All right, let's let's jump into things here. There's, like I said, not a ton to talk about. So we're going to keep today's episode shorter, probably going to try and keep things uh, around 20 minutes, maybe a little bit shorter. Uh, we'll just have to see how it plays out because, folks, I can ramble. It, it, it just happens sometimes. We're going to talk a little bit of CSU football staff news. We're going to talk 
uh, briefly about the basketball game against Doan College on Saturday. And then we're going to wrap things up with some CFB playoff banter. Love the playoff. Really excited to watch some of these games. Uh, going to have to record the LSU-Oklahoma game because it interferes with the, with the hoops game. So that's always a bummer. But part of the gig, let's, uh, let's jump into things. According to Football Scoop, Joseph Garacio, who was promoted to head strength and conditioning coach for CSU last year after being the uh, associate under Ryan Davis before that. According to Football Scoop, he, uh, Coach Joey G is heading to Florida Atlantic University to join Willie Taggart's staff. Not much of a surprise there. I don't think uh, a lot of people expected him to be back once Bobo was out of the picture. Uh, Joey G, I can't probably, I just struggle saying Garacio, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call him Joey G. Um, previously worked at Ole Miss, was the associate strength coach before this past season, got promoted in February. Uh, seems like CSU fans are kind of split on their perception of him. I know that he has some of you guys blocked on Twitter, uh, and that always rubs people the wrong way. Um, I know that they didn't like some of his um i don't really know what to call it he he brought a lot of energy but i think that's kind of what you want from your strength coach um i will say this based on everything that i've heard from the from the staff last year and the players and and you know the guys that were actually interacting with him that were working with him on a day-to-day basis everybody had great things to say about uh Joey Gosario Joey Garacio see i can't pronounce it um, but I will say that it seems like at times it was a, a little bit of a, a lot of talk. I, I'm not a strength expert, but it's a really, really important position. Uh, I don't think it's one that a lot of people tend to, to think about when it correlates to team and how it correlates to team success, but it's genuinely one of the most important positions on the entire staff, especially when you're a, when you're a program like CSU, you're not landing those four or five star guys. So you have to be able to develop the talent and, and really mold and, and shape the bodies of the guys that you are signing. Sounds very uh, odd when you phrase it that way, uh, but it's, it's the truth. You know, these guys come in, they get, they got to put on a lot of muscle. It's, it's not just putting on sheer pounds. It's the right kind of muscle. It's lean muscle. It's getting more explosive, uh, all of that stuff. And, and the strength staff plays just such a huge role in all of that. I, I think back to when I was, you know, an assistant on Jim McElwain's staff and, and working with Mike Kent, one of the things that uh, the players would always just talk about is how he had them ready for war and that they felt like, you know, they could go up against any team in the country because Mike Kent had them prepared for it. So I will be very interested to see uh, who ends up replacing him. Uh, if that report ends up being confirmed, football scoop usually uh, usually pretty spot on with those kind of things. I know. They were kind of up and down with the the CSU head coaching stuff, but it always gets weird with agents and coaching searches and stuff like that. So don't really fault them. Uh, You can only go with the information that you have, Um, but usually with these assistants, they're a lot more spot on because it's just a lot less uh, misinformation being put out by the agents. There's just not really any point. So going to be interesting. Uh, Happy trails to Joseph Garacio if he is leaving. Thanks for your time in Fort Collins from the CSU fans, I guess. Uh, Yeah, will be interesting to see. 
I know uh, everyone's getting really antsy to find out who this, who the staff is going to be, and I'm no different. Uh, I'm obviously hearing things. Don't want to put any information out there uh, that's incorrect. I've said all along that I do expect Keith Gilmore, defensive line coach, and Brian Applewhite, running backs coach, to both be retained. Have heard some rumblings about uh, defensive John, Jan- defensive coordinator John Jancic possibly being retained. Uh, but that's just speculation at this point. You know, it's not confirmed. We're just gonna have to see. I, I mean, Corey Dennis um, and Louis Adazio are are not confirmed, but they're confirmed at this point. Like we know, those two dudes are gonna be on the staff, uh, but they're kind of it. I really thought at this point we would know, or that we would get some type of announcement with some of these staff members. But maybe next week. I don't know. I know they definitely want to get it all of this filled out before they they hit the road again and whenever they do hopefully they have some type of press conference uh that you know gives us a chance to ask about the hires uh, what went through the process and and what he was thinking and, and why he ultimately chose these guys the head coach uh you know that he gets all the he gets all the glory he gets all the blame but college football is always about your staff your it if you don't have a if you don't have a quality staff, it doesn't matter how good of a head coach you are. You're not going to win games. You're not going to keep players. You're not going to be able to be successful. So, I'm just telling you right now. You know these staff hires are huge. So while I too would love to to get this information so that we can start talking about it and and really looking at what this offense and defense are going to look like moving forward, we do have to understand that you know these are big decisions and and these are the decisions that are really going to shape the future of the program moving forward Uh, so going slow isn't necessarily a bad thing as long as you end up with the right guys okay we are going to talk hoops in just a second also going to wrap things up with some college football playoff talk Uh, but before that a quick break it's time to take a second to acknowledge breckenridge brewery the official beer of dnvr Established in 1990, right here in Breckenridge, Colorado, they've been serving locals for two decades plus and have been doing it with style. From the classic American Amber Ale, Breckenridge's classic Avalanche, to Strawberry Sky, Colorado Core, Oatmeal Stout, Christmas Ale, and more, you're not going to want to miss out on what Breck has to offer. Grab a six-pack and do so with the Davidson's Wine and Spirits Brewery of the Month app. If you do so, you can grab a six-pack for $7.99 all month long. The month is ending. Now's a good chance to stock up. Uh, Definitely going to need some booze for New Year's uh, if that's how you are choosing to celebrate. Grab a six-pack. Much love to our friends at Breckenridge Brewery. Welcome back to the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Bojo's Pizza. Speaking of Breckenridge Brewery, my uncle was drinking some Christmas ale on uh, at our Christmas Eve celebration. This was actually on the uh, December 22nd, not the the 24th. He's drinking Christmas ale, and I noticed it, and I brought it up, and I was like, oh, you've been listening to my podcast, huh? He had no idea, so thanks, uncle. Uh, <laughs> I guess I won't say his name just in case somebody goes and looks him up, but um, yeah, thanks for the support, dude. What gives? Not even listening to your own nephew's podcast? Man, he is a buff though, so can't really. Uh, guess I can't judge him for not wanting to 
to listen about the enemy, but you know, he has a chance to to reach enlightenment, and I'm just trying to help him out here. Let's uh, let's before we wrap things up here with the the college football playoff discussion, let's briefly talk about Saturday's game against Doan College. If you're saying who, I did as well, and Doan is a small school in Nebraska. Certainly had never heard of it before the schedule released this season. Uh, I did have a chance to ask Nico Medved about this game in the Raleigh-Durham airport, actually. I had a chance to to sit with Nico and, and talk with him for, dang, like dang near an hour uh, after the Duke game, and it was really nice. He's uh, he's always really open with the media, and it was just good to kind of pick his brain in a, in a more informal situation. You know, sometimes when you're interviewing these guys they know that like this is an answer that's going to get taken and and quoted and 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 run with and and so you don't get the same type of genuine conversation that you get when you're just you know shooting the breeze with somebody and and talking hoops and that that's what we were doing obviously i did have you know some some serious questions which did give me some insight into the program and he he obliged me and i appreciated it but one of the things i asked him was what's the deal with this doan game and he kind of told me that, you know, I just, I didn't want to go that long. They, they would have gone over a week without playing a game and then having to open uh, the second portion of the conference slate. Obviously, CSU already played Boise State and San Diego State back in December uh, against Reno, against Nevada Reno on New Year's Day on the road. Basically just threw this Doan game in there as a, a nice little tune-up, just a chance for CSU to, to hit the floor, get some action in in between the games. Ultimately, I think it was probably a smart idea. Um, game shouldn't be competitive if it, if it is there, there'll be some concerns <laughs> any given day. You know, any team can beat anybody. We see it in college basketball all the time, but this is absolutely a matchup in which CSU should just take care of business, win by double digits, get out of there, uh, get, get the, get the film and, and begin working for the important games. Cause as I'm, I'm writing on the site, as I, it's in the, whew, getting tongue-tied here, folks. It's been a long week. <laughs> have a piece coming out either later tonight or probably more like Saturday morning would be my guess at this point. I'm just kind of breaking down the rest of the slate, and I talk about how, yes, it's been a roller coaster experience for the Rams so far, uh, but, you know, their ceiling is still relatively high. The league's pretty wide open. And, you know, more importantly, they've got just some winnable games coming up here over the next couple of weeks it'll be interesting to see if this young team can take advantage i really like uh so many of these guys in that uh triple overtime thriller there was just so much to be excited about one of the one of the crazier games i've watched maybe ever uh, i'm sorry that i didn't get a chance to to finish my column on it uh, just with the holidays and then my graduation ceremony uh, conflicting with it it, it made things tough uh, but i did get to watch most of that game missed the first five or six minutes of action, uh, but got to see the end of the first half, all of the second half, and all of the overtimes, of course. There were, you know, there's an argument that CSU should have closed that game out in regulation. They should have closed it out in both overtimes as well. Uh, but all that matters is a win is a win. Uh, Kendall Moore and Isaiah, Isaiah Stevens combining for nearly 50 points. I believe they uh, combined for 50. David Roddy had his first career double double. Nico Carvacho had a double double. Uh, really, just a strong showing from so many of these guys that we've gotten used to. Obviously, the big question was, you know, how serious is Adam Thistlewood's ankle injury? 
gotta hope that he's okay he's been just so good for this team this year he gets so overlooked and and underappreciated but love Adam's game and let's I'll just be honest you know CSU needs him if they're going to be able to make any noise in conference play he's the best jump shooter on the team I have seen I've liked what I've seen out of Kendall Moore this year he's shooting a lot more confidently but if we're going you know one guy on the team has to knock down a jump shot from the perimeter who am I taking number 31 all day Mr. Adam Thistlewood so hopefully he is okay hopefully just a sprain but you know those can be tough too one of the things uh, I've I've often heard I'm not exactly sure if this is completely accurate but it's one of those things you hear in sports Uh, it's that you know a bad sprain can sometimes be worse than a small fracture just because it takes so long to completely heal Um, we'll have to just see I mean it's 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 so different with all these guys I do know this about Adam. He's an absolute warrior. He will grind it out. And if he can play, he will play. He's just that kind of dude. Loves basketball way too much. Loves his teammates way too much. Uh, I, I just don't see him being the kind of guy that would, would sit out with a, a borderline injury. And I'll just say this. There were some dudes on the team last year that, that chose to sit out at times when they did not need to. Moving forward, I want to talk a little bit about the playoff. I'm not covering it, but it's more I just want to talk about it because, well, it's a lot of fun. I love college football. We've talked about some lines all year. I got some interesting ones on Saturday. Number one, LSU facing number four, Oklahoma, in the afternoon game. That'll be 2 p.m. Mountain Time, obviously the same time as the Hoops game, which, you know, I definitely uh, I looked at the schedule and let out a, a solid groan when I saw that, but tis, uh tis the season it it just comes there was bound to be a few conflicts here and there Uh, when you look at this game LSU 14 point favorites I mean I just don't see a situation where Joe Burrow and the Tigers lose this game they've been so good over the last couple of months they've genuinely looked like one of the best college teams that I've seen in the last decade Uh, they're just so explosive all over the field great defense great quarterback um Really interested to see how they come out in this game. The only the only way I see Oklahoma really keeping things close is just if Jalen Hurts gives them a Superman performance, which he's certainly capable of. I mean, I love Jalen Hurts so much. One of my favorite college football players ever. I mean, I'm an, I'm an Alabama guy, so I will always have just so much love and respect for Jalen Hurts and, and the way he handled things. Uh, it's obviously an era where it's really easy to transfer and he chose to to stick it out, and he earned his degree at Bama, won a national championship, uh, had a couple of really just iconic moments, and has done everything the right way his entire career. So I'm certainly voting for Oklahoma. <laughs> also, uh, if we're being honest, I bet on Oklahoma to win the national championship before the season. Wasn't even a bet where it was like, oh, yes, like I feel like it's the Sooners' year. It was more like uh, the odds were just pretty enticing. There were obviously crappy odds on teams like Alabama Clemson you know that they're those those are the teams that are expected to be great so you're not going to get a good good chance to make some money from Vegas there Uh, we'll see I don't expect to win that bet would be nice to keep the possibility alive but ultimately uh, I really would like to see LSU play Ohio State or Clemson that's the the second game number two Ohio State versus number three Clemson as it currently stands, Clemson two-point favorites. That's interesting to me because, 
you know, Ohio State's looked like the most complete team. I know LSU really came on strong down the stretch, but LSU or Ohio State, they're as explosive as anyone. Offensive, defensively, seemed like all 22 dudes on their team were finalists for the Heisman. That's a joke, obviously. Uh, Chase Young, freak, one of the most explosive, most exciting defensive end prospects we've had come out uh, in recent memory. They've just got some dudes, man. I will say this. I've, I'm a little bit skeptical of some of the, the teams that Ohio State has beaten this year uh, and the just the Big Ten as a whole. I think it is a, a really strong, uh, maybe the strongest conference, but I think uh, some of those teams really uh, got overhyped this year. That's just my opinion. Um, Clemson, on the other hand, I really trust Dabo Sweeney, trust Trevor Lawrence. I love that they have a quarterback with big game experience. I don't think Clemson had to play an overwhelmingly difficult schedule this year, so it will be kind of interesting to see how they respond here. But if you did watch them, I mean, they just got better and better as the season went on. Uh, They're so complete. There's nothing that they don't do well. And, you know, kind of like Jalen Hurts, it's just a situation where, like, I trust them because I trust their coaching and I trust Trevor Lawrence. And ultimately, it wouldn't shock me if Clemson wins this game. I know they're coming in as the three seed, but obviously... Uh, listed as two-point favorites. People are giving the Tigers a a really good chance to win this game. I'm really excited for it. I think this is uh, as wide open of a playoff as we've had in a couple of years. Should be some really great games. Got some other good bowl games tonight, Friday night as well. Air Force taking on Washington State. Falcons actually three-point favorites in that matchup. A little bit surprising to me uh, in a neutral site, but We'll be curious to see how they play as well. Uh, USC and Iowa also playing tonight. Iowa slim favorites in that game. USC continues to be a, a frustrating experience for Trojans fans, to say the least. But this college football season is winding down. Excited to to keep talking bowl games with you over the next couple of weeks. Obviously going to really vamp up the, the hoop coverage now. And, and I'm excited to just kind of get to work. It's been a weird week with graduation and the holidays and everything so we were a little bit slow content wise but got a ton of good stuff coming up and thank you to everyone that subscribed over this holiday season got a ton of love for you anyways that is all we have for today's episode Uh, much love have a great weekend guys take care Scummy like Martin Scarelli Turn jam into jelly Then drink it like juice The water's the truth So I sip on that too Skinny looking kid With no car keys Like the only thing I drive Is RCRV's Got the stash Like Steve Harvey Oh I'm gnarly like